You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And today on the show, we have the Cinebabes. And yes, during this episode, I mispronounced their name all over the place. I don't know why. I wanted to call them the Xenobipes or the Xenomorphs or the... I, I don't know. But it's a fantastic name. And the two hosts are fantastic humans. You got Rachel Wells and Laura Kilpatrick. Fantastic. Fantastic people. I know I like to use the word fantastic a lot, but it's because things are fantastic. Anyway, we talk about the music of horror movies in this episode, and it's a lot of fun. Um, Me and Laura just met for the first time on this episode, and she's such a cool person. I've known Rachel for a long time. She's always been cool, just as cool as she's ever been. And you guys, you guys just, you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Let's get into the episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And today we're joined by the Cinebabes. And I'm trying. I'm working on it. And we got Rachel and Laura here. They have a fantastic podcast uh, over. Where can we find your podcast, by the way? So we launch our podcast via Anchor. So we do have an Anchor page. But you can find it on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. Um, we're definitely on Apple. Um, there's def- several other places you can check it out. But we'll make sure you get that link so you guys can go check us out on whatever platform you want to there you go all things all things these girls will be in the link below um would you guys like to explain your podcast a little bit uh we're like this is a kind of a, a music show we talk about music but it's not necessarily music it's also the beyond and and you know you guys are really into horror and uh i just you know touch on what your show's all about a little bit if you wouldn't mind uh, sure, well, Rachel, do you want to start? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so basically, um, my main hobby in life uh, has been watching films. And to be able to share it with like-minded people who would appreciate it the way that I have or do is how I started it. And I kind of reached out via social media. Me and Laura, already being um, friends, uh, decided to kind of, you know, do it together and try to share with people films that we like to watch and yeah Yeah. so cinebabes basically you know if there are any horror fans listening to your show right now um it's it's deeply rooted in in hellraiser so rachel actually came up with the name of our show um and it's based on the word cinebites right so cinebites cinebabes um we're both huge hellraiser fans what we like to do is get together watch horror movies and then we just talk about it so that's the whole that's that's the whole shtick (laughs) Uh, yeah i've been listening to a few episodes uh recently especially last night trying to get prepared for the show i've been excited i've been talking to rachel about doing this for a little while so i've been really excited about having you guys on and i really appreciate and uh thank you for coming on the show i think we're gonna have a a great time yeah Um, this is great and i i love your angle here you know music and 
one of the best parts I think of horror movies is the music. It plays a role. So this is definitely really fun. We appreciate you too. So awesome. thank you. Yeah. I think this is going to be so cool. Cause the, I sat there one day, I remembered I, I was getting out of the shower. I don't know why this is a memory that I need to share, but I was getting out of the shower and I was thinking about y'all's show. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I know it sounds a little weird, but uh, like the, uh, like I 100% was just thinking about music in horror films. And I was like, holy crap we got to get together like, you were thinking because... in the shower because of like psycho you were expecting somebody to open that window and, you know... <laughs> dude i mean i'm ready yes i have yes. A, I have a knife in my truck that i've had since i was a boy and uh when i pulled it out the other day like and i was looking at this thing and i'm like this is the knife from fucking scream <laughs> like it's the ex it's the knife in all the scream movies it's a buck knife, you know, 1911 buck knife, whatever. It's that's the knife. And I've had it my oh, whole life and I never knew I never knew it until like last week. All right. So the last episode I listened of you guys uh, is about a movie I haven't seen, but I really, really am interested in it because your podcast made it sound fantastic. And it's called Psycho Goreman. And I have this thing on my notes that just says Psycho Goreman equals power rangers of horror <laughs> that's exactly what it is please yeah. explain because i can't i'm probably going to watch it tonight okay so uh i really hope that listening to that podcast didn't ruin anything for right. you we gotta like um, work on saying I, spoilers <laughs> i didn't fi i didn't finish the whole thing because i did start i did start feeling a little spoiled you know sorry. but right. no, don't be sorry don't be sorry <laughs> i'm still gonna watch the movie i'm excited about it Good, good. Yeah, I, that's part of why we do our podcast, too, is we want to um, introduce movies that maybe somebody hasn't seen and get them excited to watch it. So this is perfect. Um, but Psycho Goreman, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just wild. And it's colorful. Um, there's an alien involved. So if you like alien movies, um, there's definitely humor intertwined in this. Um, cool. And it's just fun follows these two kids as they kind of get involved with this alien and then of course all hell breaks loose so i'm so i can't i like i could when i was listening to you guys talk about this i because you guys talked about like a, a rock or something in the ground and and, and like yeah. anyway i started imagining this movie and i'm like i gotta watch this i gotta watch this and then i'm one of those people that watches yellowstone so i stopped and watched yellowstone <laughs> with my wife and and then you know then it was a, 11 o'clock and i'm like oh crap i haven't sent the girls an email about tomorrow's show and then i sent y'all the email and i was out you know sleepy time. no worries yeah um there's definitely a meteor type of thing involved right yeah. that uh that hits the ground and there's part of a discovery process that happens you know something inside of that is kind of glowing and um, we, we don't want to give too much away, but sure. there's definitely otherworldly elements. There's a meteor, there's a, a gem that kind of is okay. powerful and mystical. And yeah. then there's just little kids playing, uh, yeah. what they call it, crazy ball or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was, actually. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, it's, it's crazy it's really ball fun. the game. It's is crazy ball the game that they like made you play in the gym like when we were kids <laughs> like dodgeball um, maybe like i don't know dodgeball, yeah. <laughs> sort of, but there's like just a ton of balls it's not just one it's like yeah th all a the thousand balls. Wall right or whatever. They, yeah they, and it was I went, and it was i was gonna say it was really bad too with dodgeball if you were like last pick you never right. wanted to be last pick <laughs> like that was worst yeah but anyway. they they banned 
war ball or crazy ball or whatever it was at my junior high. I grew up in Katy, Texas. So I went to, uh, Katy elementary, Katy junior high and Katy high school. And, uh, the, in Katy junior high coach Mack was like, all right, we're playing this game war ball. And the very first day somebody broke their nose and then they're oh, like, wow. we're, oh, God. Never mind. <laughs> we're done. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's, that's pretty serious. That yeah, is a ball to the face. With, I mean, that was the nineties. Some heat. Put some <laughs> yeah, dirt no one, on it. We used you know? to be able to like ride in the back of a truck, and it wasn't yeah. illegal. It was, yeah, yeah it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Do whatever, man. Like, right. You're in the you're in the back of the truck, standing up. Yeah. Who cares? Cops. Now like, it's like. The things we used to do, you know, we we would stay out all hours. Just my dad demanded that I was gone all day. Like in the summer, he was like, "You can't be at home." Oh wow! He didn't. He didn't even care where I went. It was just like you can't be here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I would all kinds of trouble. I would disappear until sundown, and then sometimes beyond, and then come home, go to sleep, and then my parents (laughs) would actually go to sleep, and I'd jump out the window and go run around in the woods for hours you know did you ever put one of those fake bodies in your bed like stuff like sheets to make it look like a person i I totally put pillows yeah Yeah, i put pillows underneath there and like made it look like i was so they just crack the door and look in and okay he's still there see this is why i was kind of messed up like my dad was like free range parenting you know like whatever i played outside constantly then i got sent to my sorry i don't know what um but like my mom on the other hand was just like rules 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 so like i was always grounded so i never got to like do much i was always grounded too but i just waited till they fell asleep and jumped out a window or i did sneak out or friends snuck in my window too which was always startling when you didn't plan on going out and then also your window just opened oh god i'm being abducted and then it's your friend you know, and then like, it's oh, your friend. What are you doing? That kind of reminds me of the movie Scream. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Billy Billy Loomis would kind of come into uh, her room that way. You know, Matt Campbell's character. One hundred percent. That was my life. People either came into my how my room because <laughs> there was some scat. My dad had been doing this the the siding on the house for like what felt like a thousand years. Because when you're younger, you know, two or three years is is an eternity. Uh, time which, moves differently i yeah. think we can yeah. we can all right? agree <laughs> yeah i was 39 minutes ago but it was really 90 years ago so i don't know how i don't know how it happened but uh, anyway so my dad left the scaffolding on the side of the house and that allowed people to jump up to the second story to get into my room and then vice versa with all my other friends like i'd be i needed oh, i was 17 sometimes i ran around you know ran away from the house or whatever didn't want to be with my parents and i'd knock on their window if they didn't answer open the window, just slide on in, pass out on the floor. <laughs> I was a degenerate, but anyway, <laughs> you know, it's just how it worked. It was fun. It, it was fun and it was scary and it made us who we are. So right. it is, is what it is, but, uh, and you're anyway. alive today and that's what matters. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. So, um, man, now I kind of want to talk about scream and that scream's not even in my notes. No. You know what? Let's save it. We'll talk about Scream when I come on your show, because I hope I come in on your show. I would love to have you. We definitely should do that. Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to jump over to this entire page of Nick Cage. So I want to start out this way (laughs) at my job. I've been working at this particular job for six and a half years. Who cares? But the very first day on my 
on at my job, I met a guy named Dale Gunderson. I'm doing this for a shout out because Dale watches the show. Uh, anyway, so I met Dale. He's super nice. I leave to go outside and do what I do. And I, when I come back to my little cubicle or whatever, I notice that my mouse doesn't work. And it's just, it's, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't get it to work. It doesn't move. Well, you know, there's this, uh-oh. there's this, uh, this little light on the bottom, right? And ah. So I, I finally kind of figure out there's something, maybe something's wrong with the battery or whatever. I flip it over and I look and that little light is covered over with a picture of Nicolas Cage doing <laughs> you know, this, this crazy face. Right. So now at my from Kiss office. from the vampire is usually yes. that image is from that uh, movie. <laughs> I, have, I have Nicolas Cage stamps, socks, shirts. I, I mean, That's I have so this funny. a whole thing at our offices. Uh, I, I frequent uh, six of them around the country and so it doesn't matter if I'm in Provo, Utah, Casper, Wyoming, Springer, where where Springer, Oklahoma, which I go to quite frequently. Um, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I end up leaving a Nicolas Cage picture. I'll print it off the, the computer and stick it underneath. Somebody's oh, that's desk. so funny. So I like a, this. So this is this long running joke. And it's all because of Dale. And I think Dale got it from another guy, Kent. But anyway. So, so this I, is contagious. It's <laughs> contagious. And please go out and spread it. Okay. It, it, somebody, a surprise Nicolas Cage making a weird face. Yeah. It can like change it, someone's whole life. You it know? changes your whole, <laughs> it definitely changes your whole day or at least your yeah. next five minutes, you know, it's, and it's fantastic. And anyway, so that's why one, I've always loved Nick Cage anyway. And mm, then same. when he decided to become a parody of himself, which I think was the best move he ever made. Right. Um, it made me love him even more see i have like conflicting issues which is funny because like if any of you guys have ever watched the the show community uh there's a whole episode where this character obit is talking about like is nicholas cage the best actor in the world or is he the worst and like (laughs) it's like a whole thing and it's so funny because like i feel like that with most of his roles like there's movies like i can't stand him in like i hated it um, but then he comes out with the color out of space, which I was uh, hoping that you were going to talk about. Um, oh, it's on the list. Good. That Actually, has... Let's talk about it now. Yeah, that's my favorite horror film um, that has come out in the past. I guess I don't remember what it came out maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Is like, that, was that an HP Lovecraft thing? Yes, yeah. it is. And I wanted to like talk about why the movie is so amazing um so like i think i have like dyslexia i would like to read novels i have novels but if i actually sit down and try it's just like a struggle it takes like years (laughs) so i finally started listening to audiobooks and when covid first hit that's kind of what i did because uh hb lovecraft although um you know not necessarily a great person in his personal life is undeniably one of like the biggest influence, at least in my favorite horror films. And in the beginning of the movie, which is composed by Colin Stetson, oh cool. Um, there's a song that's called uh, West of Arkham and it plays and it has this beautiful imagery and it actually reads the novel, the very first little snippet. And like, it gives me goosebumps every single time. It's just so good and so beautifully executed and written. And uh, yeah, I can't go on enough about how much I love 
the Colorado space. <laughs> yeah, I watched it several times. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, along I listen to the score. I don't know if you call it a score or soundtrack, but I literally listen to it at least once a week. And oh, when awesome. I, but it's like a soundtrack to my day, you know, like um, I think as far as like music and films go, I lean more towards scores. Me too. Personally, but I have a big picture of you can't see it. The crow. It's a giant movie poster. Original. Amazing poster. soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack was fantastic, but then right. they released the score, and the score even had like Eric Draven playing the guitar solo <gasps> on top of the roof and stuff. <gasps> and that's how I learned. I re- man, I'll never forget the day I re- learned how to play that thing. Hmm. I thought all the chicks are gonna love me, man. Gotta- <laughs> it was such a cool such a cool i mean th- dude this when you hear and then like like we were talking a little bit before uh we started recording about how music plays such a huge role in everything and like when eric draven's running across the roof and nine inch nails uh dead souls or whatever that song is starts playing it, it brought the whole that i mean they're god damn it they're redoing the crow there's gonna be a new one i'm scared um i like but, bill skarsgård guard, so don't be too scared i think he'll do a good job i was happy when it was jason <laughs> moamoa and then he dropped out and i was like how many people have dropped out of this thing right i like jason I I, too so we'll see uh well uh i think it was bill skarsgård who bill, played sorry. in yeah yeah i was like wait uh is it somebody else? Did he drop out? Fuck, Wait, you know. No, I just said I had said Jason before, so I said Jason again. I don't know. Yeah. Just I think I think we can. Uh, I think we can give him a chance. Um, I mean, like Pennywise is a character played by Tim Curry, which is one of my favorite actors, and I thought no one would ever like sway me away from him in that role. Even yeah. though, to be honest, I don't think the films aged that well. Mm. I still love them very much, but like I was super impressed, at least with the very first uh, it remake. But yeah, kind of, kind of derailing like a little bit. Sorry. No, it's okay. well, this no. is what this is all about. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I have to say, like, too, you know, Pennywise. I mean, I see what you're talking about. It didn't really age well, but um, you know, as far as the clown goes, like, mm, it's still a little scary, maybe, but. The way they were able to use technology and better SFX makeup and everything, and and really, I mean, I feel like he made that his own. And, yes, he did. But did it justice? Mm-hmm. Both of those Absolutely. characters are great. You know, um, Tim Curry's uh, and Skarsgård. So give him a chance. Picture of, I think I saw a picture with Rachel. Uh, you were hanging out with him at, at some point, weren't you, Tim Curry? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say hanging out. I, I wish, but took, like, a po- took a photo with him. I paid a lot of money, oh, <laughs> and I okay. uh, had a wonderful few seconds. He said I looked cool. His shirt was very soft, and I can die happy. So yeah. well, worth all of it. Worth that's every. All that matters. Yeah, yeah. Like to have a chance to meet him. Uh, Legend is actually my favorite movie. Um, like oh, although my favorite genre is horror. And I can pinpoint my favorite films in different like subgenres, I guess. Um, I mean, it's hard. I love so many films. Obviously, we have a podcast sure. talking about horror films, right. but my favorite movie is Legend, and Tim Curry plays darkness in that. So, like, oh, yeah. I never in a thousand Those years. Horns are crazy. I know dude. they're like the size of my arms coming out of his head. You can't beat they're that awesome. image. Um, I I actually gave Laura one of my Todd McFarlane darkness action yeah. figures because i, I have it like i think four. it's behind me <laughs> so i i love that i cherish it it actually i think is on the shelf behind me um 
I love legend as well, you know, and that's actually one of the first times that you really, or maybe one of the first times that I noticed like a Satan type character in a movie. And it's like, you see all of it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, it's not something that is implied. It disturbed me as a young girl, but it totally intrigued and intoxicated me, especially when Mm -hmm. Lily turns into dark Lily. It's just, Uh, I've never related so much, like even now in my life to a character as much as I do with Lily. Um, because like she's into the darkness stuff or the dark stuff but um is ultimately she still has a good heart person yeah it's a very important movie to me and Uh, speaking of scores uh tangerine dream actually did the score for that film and tangerine dream also did the score for another one of my favorite my favorite vampire horror film which is called near dark um eventually i'd like to do an episode on that with you because I know you haven't seen it yet. So Yeah, I haven't seen that. And I, I think when I was looking up um, some stuff the other day, The Keep also is something that might be interesting to watch. I think okay. Tangerine Dream did the music for The Keep as well. Very cool. And I haven't seen that. So that's also what I'm about. Yeah. I feel like I'm very versed in things, but there's so much I want to like learn. You know, There's so much to learn. There's so I'm much open. to learn. <laughs> and when you're expanding your horizons with music, with movies, I mean, you're only going to continue to get inspired um you're just you know you never know what you're gonna see or what idea you might get from something that you see or hear you know you gotta keep doing that stuff absolutely man that Mm -hmm. the the movie legend uh, like there was another movie about unicorns and it was a cartoon and i can't the last unicorn yeah dude (laughs) that bull is yeah pushing dark movie pushing all of the unicorns into the sea mm-hmm. it scarred me as a child and, yeah. and i had to keep watching it and that's i think that's a thing with horror movies for me is as i was young when i was younger i got i don't know the, they fucked me up but i had to keep watching them absolutely <laughs> you know? and uh there's a lot of other anime movies like that like the japanese stuff but anyway back to legend dude there's there's a character in there and you guys well know blix yeah and uh i'm a fat oh you can't see it because i got them all greened out but there's a there's a guy in this poster and this poster and his name is mortis or more mortis he's from norway and he wears a facial prosthetic and and fake ears and he's a goblin on stage and, and he it plays, looks like him yeah, he, like he plays dungeon so cool. dungeon synth music, so it sounds like there's people fighting and and then it then he evolved into industrial music and did this whole thing where he ripped the mask off and now he's a normal person. And but anyway, when I was a uh, uh, in high school, I was like, this fucking Blix motherfucker is really good at playing music. <laughs> yes, and on the on the early on the early internet, you know, in the in some AOL chat room somewhere, we were like, <laughs> I was like, this guy lives in Norway in a castle. And I think he's and I really, really believed he was a real elf. And he his, so and cool. I and I believed his cousin was Blix. And so we we had this whole like internet chat about Blix, you know, six 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 hooray for Blix. <laughs> That's um, awesome. That's pretty great. And actually Blix is probably one of my favorite characters from um that movie legend and it he has just so many funny. great one lines you know? and like one of my favorite lines from that movie ever is actually blix and it's like black as midnight black black is pitch, pitch blacker, blacker than the foulest witch <laughs> i love yeah. it it's so good Man, no that's i can't watch oh. it without quoting every freaking oh that so, yeah. that's what i do with uh, i mean i do that kind of with that movie but the crow uh yeah that i 
every line from beginning to end. I just I watched it seven hundred and fifty million times on VHS tape, you know. And uh, movies are so great, y'all. I know. I love right? this. I'm so happy you guys came on the show. This is so much fun. We're just I'm having it a all good time aligns. talking about our fine, our fun, <laughs> you know, our favorite movies. And I love that all our favorite movies are all our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just that's showing good taste. And, you know, uh, I like that. And and when you can connect over stuff like that, especially the ones from your childhood, you know, wrapping in that nostalgia and stuff like that, it's it's a it's a magical connection. And, you know, I feel like people in the world, we need more of this. We need to talk to people that love and and are interests are interested in the same things that you're interested in, because you never know what they might have seen that you haven't seen. And then it's just something else that you'll love, you know, because you're similar. And that's exactly why Rachel and I vibe. It's like, we just, she just keeps introducing me to things I haven't seen and I love it. And of course I enjoy it. And then, you know, hopefully I'm reciprocating some of that, but I feel like hugely in debt. Like I've got a, I've got a large bill. Well, there's still so so much more like, and just having (laughs) the opportunity. So much. There's um, always more, man. Y'all, this is fantastic. I'm super <laughs> excited about this. Uh, I want to, I don't want to keep you guys forever, but I do want to keep talking. And I know we all have lists, but that's okay because we can continue this on another we day. Can, yeah. We can but, also make this like a part one, part two. Like if true. we don't we get it, do if we don't get to hit all of it, that's fine. We can um, do it. We can do it again, or we can just talk for the next three or four hours, which <laughs> I will do. Like, actually, <laughs> well, I know, I know, like, we wanted to have Ryan on our show. So I feel like we should do that. You know, like, we came on his, he came on ours. We just have to all come together and find the best time, you know. Back to Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah. We derailed a lot from that. <laughs> we, went, we started with Nicolas Cage and we okay. went to Legend. I just had to talk about, I had to talk about the color of space, but yeah. No, and it's fantastic. And I'm glad that that's the, that was the second one on my list. Now, here's one where Nicolas Cage hardly says anything. And it was Willie's Wonderland. Have you guys seen that? I haven't yet. I'm supposed to. I'm, yeah, I feel like that should definitely be on a list. I I have not seen that one. So I now think you're it's streaming it on Hulu, right? Yeah, Is it really? I don't. What maybe? But I just watch Ooh. it tonight or tomorrow or whenever, whenever you guys, whenever just the movie. Yeah, just watch <laughs> it as soon as you can. Yeah. But <laughs> so I, my wife and I watched it, and she was like how can I do this without spoiling stuff? She'd be like, why isn't he talking? I'd be like, I don't know, but it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's just not talking. And this, this this whole movie happens and Nicholas cage isn't talking. And you're like, that's wild. I know there's like Muppets. So I'm excited about that. I got like, uh, that's rad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like um, a five nights at Freddy's vibe a little bit. Kind of. Yeah. And, And like, you know, what's that, that place that kids go, uh, do you guys Chuck hear e. my cheese. cat meowing? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. No. no. You don't hear Ash, my cat? No. Because he is like mad he's stuck in here. But... Okay. You're, you're, no, your microphone and uh, windscreen are doing ju- doing doing its Good. thing. I have you don't have to edit that. I'm just saying my cat yeah. is like bitching. Hardcore meowing. <laughs> Let me yes. out. I have three dogs, so they... Uh, they they ruin my podcast. Well, they don't ruin it. That's not it. They ruin my concentration, right? Frequently, but no one can ever hear them. Okay, cool. So we're good. 
Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. We're good. Uh, okay, so you guys need to go watch that. How about Vampire's Kiss? Yeah. Vampire Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. That was what was that? Eighty. I don't know the year. It has. I think her name's. She's the girl from Flashdance. She's like. Yeah stunningly beautiful to this day even um but it's funny because i remember watching it as a kid and like thinking it was scary and then i watched right. it in like the middle of my life and it was absolutely ridiculous yeah, like, and then i watched shit. it recently and it's like a perfect balance like i enjoy it because again i i am conflicted if i like nick cage but I do. So it's like, it is, it's really funny. <laughs> I think that's a good thing. You know, you either, you love him or you hate him or you, yeah. or, or both. Yeah. He's, Maybe he's a, one extreme to the yeah. other all the time. And I like people like that. So. Well, the music. He's definitely movie, intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. The music in that movie, if you go back and listen to it, it's it kind of, it's pretty hokey, you know, they just, and it's subtle. Anyway, the, the point I'm getting at is, the music in that is like you don't even notice you don't even notice that it's there it's just little hints here in the background but it it's just another uh, oh i heard a meow that time um it's a little point you know i i don't know it's it's like w before that we started the show you were talking about laura you were talking about jaws and yeah the, and donna yeah donna and iconic the, yeah and i think you mentioned a little like something i never thought of like the music actually talking about how close the danger is getting to you yeah that that one it that one specifically yes but um in horror movies a lot of times the tempo of the music um can alert you as to like how close the danger is right and jaws is a really great example of that um it starts out so slow and ominous and it's just those two notes right done up but then as it gets closer, the tempo speeds up, you know, da, 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 da. And that's how, you know, the shark is closer because you almost never see the shark. Yeah. You know, it's really only this small snippet of the movie um, right. that you even see it. And I think it's because they had so many problems yeah. with the animatronic that they I was going to say, we now know it's because they couldn't get the damn shark to work. Yeah. It actually worked <laughs> in their you benefit. Know, <laughs> it worked in their benefit. You right. didn't really see it. And so the music personified that shark the music became the danger and it was really frightening people were you know it's like they just knew they knew it was around and then as the music music is speeding up it's closer it's closer yeah. and you're just you're getting tense and you see the girl's legs like yeah. you know, oh my gosh you know great movie. Blood in the water. great movie yeah you see it yeah. come out of the water once yeah. on its That's side yeah you know you're like oh my god and then just everything Amazing else is just movie. blood in the water and people screaming yeah it's a great well, movie. speaking oh, yeah. of uh music adding tense moments or making it more tense we got to talk about psycho you know the original 1960 movie yes. score by bernard herman um especially in the sour shower scene like the way the music changed you know like the yeah like yeah. i don't yeah. think that scene would be as nearly as disturbing or scary even though very racy for its time because you know a woman in the shower was like unheard of um right yeah changed the whole scene and i think you're you're right about that rachel like music before that in horror movies was very like orchestral is that the right way to say the word like yeah it, it was it sounds um, cool <laughs> maybe it, if it, we're gonna go with it <laughs> if it's not like let's all just start saying it that yeah, way from right. now on because orchestral. fancy 
orchestral, but it's, you know, it's kind of big band, you know what I mean? It had lots of instruments and, and things like that. And, um, uh, it was just very old Hollywood, I think. And Alfred Hitchcock and, and his movies is where you can really mark the change and actually seeing these jump scares and then you have the, the string sounds and stuff like that. And, and it, it, he changed the game. They changed the game. I'm actually wearing my shirt to myself, my psycho yeah. shirt. Yes. <laughs> awesome. It was a birthday present to myself. Or not birthday, Christmas present to myself. Um, nice. I, I think I got it from Fright Rags. So they just released, by the way. So it's kind of perfect that you're wearing that shirt. Yeah. Today. I mean, it was intentional. It was intentional. <laughs> so nice. Perfect. The, um, where was I going to go? Oh, oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, so did Alfred Hitchcock, he did The Birds, right? Yeah. Yeah. That movie yeah. ruined my life. I mean, <laughs> to this day, if I'm in a Walmart parking lot and you see all those like black birds everywhere, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, here it is. It's, ha- it's, it's happening. This is it. Yeah. A... They did a really good, really great job in that movie of taking an everyday occurrence, an everyday kind of item that you might see in your life, right? Birds. Uh, outside flying around congregating especially before migrations and stuff like that like you know just taking an everyday kind of thing that you might see in your life and making it um, the villain making Mm -hmm. it this scary thing where oh my gosh a swarm of birds or you know whatever uh, could swoop in and right and I like Ryan like whenever you like see them all on like the the power lines oh, you know yeah. you're yes. just like oh second i walk out of this car my eyeballs yeah. are going to be gouged out this is you know? oh yeah this is, yeah. <laughs> this is how it ends there's a band called uh catatonia that's how i say their name they, they may pronounce it differently they're from uh europe um anyway they have this image this imagery on a few albums and like this this crow this bird kind of follows you know their out uh, their album stuff and every time i look they're First of all, they're an amazing band. But second of all, their imagery reminds me of Alfred Hitchcock movies with this bird always looming. You know, like I like it. Laura, I like the way you said, excuse me, I like the way that you said they take this, these everyday things and Mm -hmm. make them like terrifying because we walk outside of your. Cujo, yeah. you walk outside right. of your house and there's a dog. You're like, oh fuck, oh, he's gonna kill yeah. me. <laughs> and I've and I've had a, a couple different Rottweilers, you know, and and so to me, as as somebody that's had that type of dog, Cujo um, was a Saint Bernard. Okay, well Saint Bernard's right, but Rottweilers, I think what I what I'm saying is is that they look scary, sure. and you do see them in movies where they're kind of this huge guard dog, right? Like. I can't remember. Was it Rottweilers in the Omen? I think you. I think you're right. It was either it Rottweilers might, or Dobermans. It might have yeah. been. I think it was Rottweilers. I have to. Go, I have to go back and look. But there was a they, Rottweiler in a, a movie called Man's Best Friend, starring Lance mm. Hendrickson and Ali Sheedy, and it was oh, like I a love Lance. Hendrickson. If you haven't seen this movie, it's actually quite heartbreaking, but a wonderful, I think, overlooked horror film starring a Rottweiler. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Check it out. Yeah. So anyways dog stuff but um they they do a great job of i mean rottweilers are very awesome loving uh they're great pets around kids you know but these movies make them look so scary and people are afraid of the same thing with dobermans and pit bulls Mm -hmm. and 
They, I mean, yeah, they get they, a bad rep. They well, they can totally tear your face off. Right. I mean, for sure. Well, sure, but I guess. Yeah. For the most part, they're like wagging their butts and they're just happy to see you. They just want some scratches. You I know? saw a really funny like a show about what's the deadliest animal on the planet and it's actually a house cat but yep. because they're so little they can't do real damage but if they had like the power behind them would totally murder you yeah. <laughs> so. wow. 100%. no i saw and that i don't know if it's as so... ash like crossed in the background i know yeah. I was like, ran right across cat. the back uh, i saw something i saw something very similar where they were talking they were like the the thing that kills the most indiscriminately for no reason is the house cat mm -hmm. like lizard it's goes by fuck you lizard and right. kills it like, you know like <laughs> i had i grew, had a had this cat growing up his um his name was whitey he lived 18 years he was a great cat um he would bring us um squirrels like daily he, wow whether whether the squirrel whether it was just the head or it was the body but it was never both but he would leave them, you know, as a present. One for on you, one for him. <laughs> That's right. It was like, Here yeah, you go. thank you. And I'd have to clean these squirrel bodies or, or snakes oh, yeah. or whatever, like these gifts. I love, I, I love cats, but I'm a, I'm a cat person that I'm so allergic to them that they have to be out outside cats, you know? And so it, it sucks, especially around here. I live near Lake Houston. So we got bald eagles and those things, you know, I am a hundred percent a cat person and as you can hear my cat behind me meowing, which actually brings me to another movie I wanted to talk about and like a usage of a song that was perfect. And that was uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. With the song by the Ramones titled Pet Cemetery. Yep. There you go. <laughs> um, the cat church is actually uh, my dream cat. It's a British short hair. Um, I've looked up the breed. It's like thousands of dollars. But um, I always wanted to get a hairless cat. Yeah, I just I think they look so cool, but you have to like you you know you have to wash them differently. I think you have to like because their skin, I think almost the oils on their skin and stuff like that. You have to take care of them differently. I think than normal cats. But I have a few friends that have um, hairless cats. They just they look kind of wicked. They're there's like also these goblins. werewolf. Yes, there's little werewolf cats too that oh, they have yeah. now. I think those are so cool. Yeah. Anyway, cats. Yes. Well, that fucker church and pet cemetery. <laughs> um, I just felt like that movie kind of married two of my favorite things growing up uh, as I was like an impressionable little girl, which is horror films and punk rock. You know, yeah. like just the Ramon starts playing and it's still one of my favorite songs. And I also thought it was really cool that um, in the the remake, which I do enjoy, they did the same thing. Um, it was the same song, but it was by a band called Starcrawler, is what I found out. So Ooh, I thought that cool was a cool name. little like you know nod to the original film. Starcrawler, but... that is a cool name. It's a, it and it sounds a like cool a female band led female led band too. So it's like a punk rock female band. So oh, it's yeah. like oh, that's totally my I wheelhouse. I feel, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad even mentioning this because it's going to take us off topic. But it's, it's the, okay. My yeah my favorite thing about pet cemetery um is uh, maybe this is weird but i just always liked that they misspelled the word cemetery oh, yeah, yeah. because to me i feel like that is exactly what a kid would do that if is, a kid 
painted the sign or something like that, they're going to misspell the word cemetery. Right. Sometimes I misspell the word cemetery. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. a tough one. You That's one hundred percent on purpose and a very cool detail that I love. Too. I think it's so cool, and you and know, it I makes it my... like sadder because it just shows you these little kids are burying their loved pets. You know, yeah. yeah. After, after I watched that movie, I had a little train set. Well, first of all, uh, let me give you a little bit more context here. Uh, literally the same day I watched that movie for the first time, my uh, pet hamster Pete died. And oh, no. I had a little train set. And back then you'd have to take these little um, like wires that came out of the thing and put it into the the metal tracks of the train set. So elect- if you put them together, they would make electricity. And I literally tried to bring him back to life. <gasps> I was like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is like, dark. Ni- like 1990. I don't know. I don't know what year it was, but it was That's a long time. That's Frankenstein shit right there. Well, I was <laughs> just thinking. Long story short, he didn't come. He didn't come no. back. And he, he didn't catch on fire either. But Good. that was. I was like, this is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Like you, you almost gave your little hamster like a Viking burial, <laughs> like set it on fire. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw, I don't know who posted this the other day, but it was a meme and has like Ragnar from Vikings. And it says, I don't, I don't know. Like no one will, no one will question a blood eagle or something. And I don't know if you guys, oh, you guys know what a blood eagle is. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Enlightening. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. So they also call them blood angels. Yeah. Um, But basically it was a Viking punishment to where they would like, basically rip open uh your torso and then like pull your lungs out through your back and the way they would tie you up and string you up um it was a punishment a lot like a crucifixion or something like that um but they would pull your lungs out through your back and that's why it was it was called a blood angel or a blood eagle because you ended up kind of having these um Wings. wings but they weren't wings. They were your internal internal organs that are supposed to be on the inside of your body. <laughs> that reminds me of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. It also, they had a, a blood angel or a blood eagle in uh, Midsommar. Not, it was very, very little, tiny yeah. little part, but they, they did have one of those in Midsommar. I think also Hannibal Lecter, so the show Hannibal, yeah. um, had uh, some really cool pieces in there too. And also Universal show. Universal Halloween Horror Nights a few years back had a scare zone that you walked through that was very Viking themed and they had one. Um, you just walk That's right bad. by it and people are scaring you left and right yeah. and the music was creepy and stuff. That was one of my favorite scare zones that Halloween Horror Nights at Universal has ever done. And it, yeah. and it was in part because of the blood angel. I'm so jealous you get to go as much as you get to go. Um, I was lucky to go yeah. on my honeymoon, which was actually uh, a legend themed. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they had like darkness on stilts. Funny story. So like back when I drank a lot, like I, in my in my drunk little mind, I thought this actor would see me and just like decide I was like Lily or something so my husband's trying to console me and I'm bawling my face off like (laughs) because the guy ignored me oh Uh, Oh, no I know (laughs) Uh, that's happened to me several times that's that's happened to me several times with uh, musicians I go and meet my yeah my heroes and they are it doesn't go right 
yeah, they're not what you thought, or they're just in a bad mood that day. And that's the thing that I think, like me personally, like I met Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth once, and he, I was like, oh, holy shit. And I loved, I love Cradle of Filth, but I love that band. And I was, even though the dude, I'm 6'2", and the dude's like three foot one. But like, I met him, and he's signing my thing, and he's like, ah, off you go. And I was like, yes, off I go. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, but like I met Jared Leto multiple times and he was fucking fantastic. And you look at that dude and you're like, that guy's a total douche. Hey, that's but really real cool life, to like, know. Cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've wondered about that because I used to be a massive fan of his. Sure. But I, I must say sometimes just the way he comes across and I don't know if it's intentional or just maybe maybe the way the media is putting out He's stuff changed. about him. You know, you know, like Jared has changed and it's probably My because sister... of fame. My my sister actually has a really cool Jared Leto story. Cool. Um, she actually ended up meeting him at an airport. Yep. And she said he's much shorter in person. Like she she actually thought that maybe he was taller, but um, they ended up kind of catching each other's glances. Like she was on the phone with someone, and he like kept looking at her. Um, and I think her boyfriend went to go get snacks or something like her boyfriend is MIA for this, of course. Right. 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 Um, and she tells the story about how they kind of like exchange words a little bit, but like he was so intense. It made her nervous. Mm. Like when she, when she finally got up the courage, she's like, Hey, you're, you're Jared Leto. Like, I'm not trying to be weird, but hi, I just wanted to say hi, but he was just so intense. It sure. really stuck with her. Huh. You know, she couldn't. Like even when she left, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it was, but she told me that story and I almost could feel the tension. I was like, I feel like I've met weird Jared Leto. Like, I don't know, but apparently he just has that. Like he, he can be so compelling just even in, in everyday conversation. So I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump into this. I love Jared Leto. I'm a huge 30 seconds to Mars fan. Uh, I was a huge fan of his on, uh, my so-called life yeah I'd, I'd be the a-hole saying hey jordan catalano and he'd be like right. well up, like if you go back, and watch, <laughs> go back and watch that episode where he pulls out an acoustic guitar and sings and he's fucking awful yeah like he and sucked then he, yeah. and then now he's figured it out yeah. but um when, takes practice right yeah when i first met him they 30 seconds to mars were opening up for glass jaw and the used and Jared jumped off the stage, ran right in front of me. I slapped him on the back. I was like, holy crap, that was cool. I just touched Jared Leto. He ran <laughs> off. And then as soon as the show was over, I was like in the merch line hanging out and no one was buying their merch. Like th- this is their very f- oh. their first album. No one was. There. I love that album. And too. I do too. It's probably yeah, it's a great one of the album. best ones. And all of a sudden I'm standing with my friend Erica and I look over and I was like, holy fuck. She was like, what? I was like, look. And there was Jared Leto just standing in the, you know, in the area where all the yeah. merch is. And I was like, I'm going to go to, I was like, let's go talk to him. She's like, no, I can't, you, you know, you go get it, get his autograph for me. And I did, I went over there and we had this, he was like, dude, my grandma lives here, you know, cause he's from Louisiana. And he's like, yeah, my grandma lives in Houston. This place is, you know, I love this place. And he was just so down to earth. And so cool. then the next time I met him, I was wearing a stupid cowboy hat. Cause I thought I was cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like metal and there's a place called the back room in houston texas or not the back room engine room back room is austin anyway i've been to the engine room 
Yeah, and uh, so I, went, I stalked uh, Mike Patton at the Engine Room. Sorry, no way. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Back oh, to stalker, gonna, stalker. I want to talk stuff. about Mike Patton, dude. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, so anyway, then after the me and my buddy Salvador, we were hanging out. I was like, let's just go to the truck, and we were drinking. We had beers. Um, I was like, let's just go drink some some beer and wait for you know everyone to leave because then that's when the band's going to come out. And sure enough, same, you know, the whole band comes out. I don't know who anybody else is aside besides Jared and Ryan put photo here. Um, so in the photo, you guys can, <laughs> in the photo, you guys can see, um, it's me, Salvador, Jared Leto, and we're all leaning into Jared and here's Jared's brother, the drummer of the band. And he's like in the photo, but way the fuck over here and we don't know who the fuck that guy is like you know and i felt i still feel so terrible about that photo because the guy who took who took my digital camera because this is when it came you know back in the day when we had separate digital cameras was like get in there buddy telling the drummer to get in i'm like who the fuck is this guy we're all leaning into jared but that's my uh i i think i have one more jared little story but i'm gonna shut up i want to hear this mike Patton story well, it's short. Um, so like I'm a huge Mike Patton fan. Faith No More for a very long time was my favorite band. Um, I also yeah. like his side projects, but he happened to be playing at the engine room with his other project called Phantomos. Okay, and yeah. I I did the same thing, me and Carly. Um, I'm you know Carly as well, I think. And yeah. we did the same thing. We just we like stayed there until everybody was gone. And sure enough, he walked out. I said hi to him and asked him to sign my $2 bill, which he did. Nice. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but I love like, it. I, it's I one love of my most prized possessions. I know because there's a, there's a song. I don't remember the name of it right now, but it was from his band called Tomahawk. And he yeah. has a line in it about $2 bills. And I got the $2 bill as change at the front door. So it's like, that's fucking fate. You know, it's like, perfect. I, I know yeah. I was supposed to have Mike Batten sign this $2 bill, which that has like a really beautiful swan stamp on it, which yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, right so, on. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the engine room. Yeah. I miss, uh, I miss going to shows with my friends. I um, miss being able to go to shows with my friends. I, right. I, I tried to go to one the other day at where I got COVID and then um, they can't actually canceled it. And I got to meet up with all my friends and there's some photos on Instagram where I'm like, I haven't seen these people in 10 years and we're all hanging out. It was fantastic. And I got out of my shell, but to do that because of my anxiety level uh, and social anxiety, that's just shown up in my mid thirties or something. I, like I wasn't this way four years ago, but for whatever reason, Oh my God, it takes, a, <laughs> it takes an army to get me out of the day. And it takes me, it takes an army to get me to go to my family's Christmas party. You know, yeah, like, I get it. I have to go be with people. I don't like people. I mean, I like people, but I like being here. I think, go ahead, Laura. Well, I was just going to say the the pandemic really changed that yes, I think for a lot of people. Say. And so anybody that had any kind of social anxiety that you fought through in any way, like um, any of those little anxieties or the quirkiness you know that kind of makes you awkward when you're forced to stay in your home and away from people mm -hmm. you get you get kind of used to not having to deal with what it takes to have a conversation with someone you you don't know or um what it's like uh you know going to an area where there's a large crowd of people yeah you know i think there are some people that have a hard time with stuff like that and it's almost like it made it worse then you know it, all those anxieties just mm -hmm. uh went through the roof uh, well, after covid 
I definitely have social anxiety, pretty extreme. And I kind of, I didn't realize this until I started to seek help in my adult life. Um, and I used to, uh, I needed alcohol, which y'all are my friends and I'm a very open. I'm recently sober a little over a year. Um, uh, congratulations. That's fantastic. It took yep. me, so proud of you. thank you. Uh, it took me closing myself off though. I think like COVID as terrible as it was, was kind of a tool for me to really not have the outside influences of when I'd have to go out and drink with my friends socially. So like, yeah, I get it, Ryan, like trying to do anything now. Like I just recently went back to work too, you know, and I've been, I feel like a psychopath, you know, like (laughs) with my anxiety, you know, and it just, it it sucks, but you just have to keep pushing through you know i've been for me using cbd oil a lot and for whatever reason it it has been um it's changed me because the the i i'm a male so i i deal with my anxiety differently than like let's say my wife um like whereas she'll cry i get angry Hmm. so like she she'll cry or whatever when she has because she has anxiety too and and then when i have it I just start getting frustrated. Like I want to start breaking shit and it's not healthy, mm-hmm. obviously, but like that's instead of crying, I get angry and it's, or I get, or I don't know what the word is uh, like um, non, almost non-responsive. Like you'll start talking to me and I'm like, you shut down basically yeah, it's wall. Over. It's a wall. Yeah. I hate this shit, but um, CBD oil has been helping me quite a bit and, and it was one hundred percent and whether it's in my brain or not, I don't care. It's working, you know, whether yeah, it's a yeah. placebo effect or no, not. I don't, I don't think know. it is. Yeah. Um, my but, state allows medical marijuana. So I'm a hundred percent like on board with, I'm so jealous. I'm trying to get everyone to move closer to me <laughs> because of it, but that, that it has saved my life. So nowadays people are very open about marijuana. It's, it's Absolutely. not the way. Yeah. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, I applied at Amazon Warehouse. I kind of like chickened out because like the way I would have had to work would have been overnight. Mm -hmm. And I've done that before. I'm just not built to do that anymore. Um, So I didn't end up doing it. But whenever we did the drug test, it said big on the whiteboard. Marijuana doesn't count. I'm just like, what the fuck? I never thought I'd live in a world. Uh, I'm very excited about it. And I hope Texas follows suit because like it can change so many lives to the better. Yeah, that's a tough one. I Texas. like uh I like our uh I like our governor sorta uh, but like I also he hates marijuana. So as long as he's governor we'll never get it. it him yeah. and the general or whatever the lieutenant governor whatever the hell the next position down is. That other guy in charge. I don't know. Uh, they hate Damn it. the man save They're, the empire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's Rex Manning day. Um it is. The uh the, yeah, they hate, they just, they hate it. They, and when you talk to them about it and you provide logical proof that marijuana not only saves lives in certain situations, but like corrects anxiety, uh, helps people with cancer who can't eat, who are, you know, sick and uh, yeah. doing chemo. And there's just all these different things that it, it, it helps with and they don't care. They're still like, it's a gateway drug and it's going to make all of our children do meth. You know, it's fucking retarded. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of crime, I think, associated with, with drugs and stuff too. And um, that's one of those things. Like if you, if you make it a product that, that is regulated, that can be purchased, it's taxed and all of this, 
is eliminates a lot of the crime aspect mm -hmm. of of drugs and having to smuggle them and you're yeah, getting whatever. them from unsavory source sources which could be even like more chemicals more toxic or whatever you can actually grow this really great product and then sell it to somebody and tax it you know it's I don't know. We're probably getting off on a tangent, but it's okay. And this is, dude, I'm so, I am <laughs> you keep so saying happy. That. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so happy that, you know, because I mean, this is what the show's all about. Like, yeah, I like yeah. to talk about music and yeah, I like to talk about UFOs, Bigfoot, all kinds of stuff. I like to talk about, oh, everything. Yeah. and that's like, we're just having a great conversation and people like to hear these conversations they like to feel a part of something they like to listen to like-minded in individuals you know yes just having yeah. regular ass conversations and uh, this is so fantastic and because we're i don't even know how long we've been doing this but because we're going long that means we're gonna have more material to talk about yeah. in subsequent episodes and uh, let's let's let me f okay before we do one last musical thing okay uh I want to say something about marijuana. It grows in the <laughs> fucking ground. Like beer, you have to make it. Cocaine, you have to make it. Meth, you have to make it. Acid, you have to make it. Well, mushrooms grow in the ground too. So mu mus mushrooms <laughs> and weed should, should not be, okay. be yeah, yeah, they should totally be fine. I and like this argument. <laughs> yeah, like I have no idea. Like, what? Wh why are they in the federal government? Are they scheduled whatever one or whatever the worst thing is, you know, drugs, they fucking, if you walked out of your yard you know, or out of your house, they would be growing in your front yard, you know? Well, if you had a cow, I guess the, whatever mushrooms. Right. But um, <laughs> Anyway, I, I just think it's fucking stupid. And like, they'll, I can go buy a six pack and fucking kill myself yep. uh, every day. I was killing my myself life. with alcohol like uh, me too Ryan and I have been friends for a very long time um, on social media mostly we went to a few house parties I think together back when we were like delinquents yeah, but um, he, I've been pretty open with my struggles for a long time because I'm trying to have accountability to stop and I can 100% tell you both of you if I was to continue on the path that I was I would not be here so yeah well thank you for having the strength to see that it was something that you couldn't control yeah. um, and and to undo that for yourself. Like that takes a lot of strength. And pot, and... so legalize it y'all. Yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> I love that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> My friend like... Brandon from Expanding Reality, and sorry, Brandon, I'm throwing your shit out there, but he's the kind of guy that really wouldn't care. He quit drinking. He's been a year sober too. And I nice. said, dude, so how, I mean, how, you know, what was your deal? Like, how'd you do it? He goes, well, first of all, I had to. I said, yeah. okay, good. And he goes, so how'd you do it? He goes, a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool. Whatever it takes, though. You know, yeah. if it's an unhealthy habit that's causing you issues, that, like Rachel said, I mean, this was a path that she was on and she wouldn't be here today. If you need to save your life, like, do the thing. Stop. Yeah. Don't. Don't drink. Put it away. You know? Well, you know, that's I've had conflict with saying, like, I'm sober or not because I don't know if people view it as like drugs um but the argument that i can put out is like if you ever take antidepressants or anything which i was at some point it's prescribed to you the same way so i don't know i'm still gonna say i'm sober so yep right on yeah no whatever it takes you know i, I've seen... I mean <laughs> in reason <laughs> so i i've seen i've i've been getting 
counseling or, or whatever your therapy or whatever. I, I've been on the better help app, which I not a sponsor, but if they want to be, yeah. um, but, um, yeah. I've gone to in-person stuff. I've gone to the, the doctor that writes you the pills and stuff and whatever that is psychiatrist. And I've sat down there. She was nice, nice lady. And she was like, Oh yeah, you're depressed. hundred percent. You answered all this stuff. You you're depressed and you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I want to give you this drug. I said, I don't want that. I don't want to take that drug. Can you prescribe me marijuana? And she was like, well, this is Texas. And so no, and I was like, <laughs> well, I said, well, then uh, you, got any- I was like, you got anything else? Cause I'm not take. I'm not getting on these things. Right. Well, I, I was on them for a time, but like getting off is really scary and shouldn't be done lightly. Um, 100%. And again, I'm My, grateful that I, I a, I've survived. I have a friend who hung himself after yeah. trying to get off of antidepressants and it didn't work out oh, well. So geez. that's why I was like, you know, there's got to be a better way. Like, yeah, I'm depressed. Yeah. But like, let me go like put my well, feet in the dirt or something. Let me ground myself and try yeah. something his else. condolences, Ryan. I'm sorry oh, to hear that. Thank, uh, Absolutely. Been, no, that's it's a... been years. But thank you. That's a really tough thing um, to go through, especially suicide. And I think... Um, I've got several things that have happened in my life where suicide is, it's a, it's just, it keeps happening, you know, like um, a couple people very close to me committed suicide. Um, One of them when I was 17 and one uh, just this last year in April. Sorry. And thank you. And it's just, it is one of the most difficult things because man, there are a lot of resources out there, you know, and I, I think the one thing I would have really wished for these people to do is just talk like exactly what we're doing here. Right. Yeah. We're connecting, we're finding things that we like that are similar. We're learning about one another. Um, this is, this is the way you find your path to the lights, you know, and yeah. it's sad. Yeah. It's absolutely sad. I had, I have these, uh, I don't know, depressive, episodes or whatever they're not not like i'm gonna kill myself or whatever but i had one yesterday mm-hmm. literally at work and i walked out and it lasted for about a minute i talked myself out of it but when it hits wow. you when it hits you it's there's something it's heavy you're i don't know like there's there's no talk there's no nothing i don't know it's yeah. just you're it's like i just felt like the biggest I, I i don't even know why i'm airing this but whatever like you know i just felt really terrible and had a really bad thing and i and yeah. luckily i was able to get myself out of it and i walked outside i don't smoke cigarettes anymore but i have uh i go out for all the smoke breaks mm-hmm. like, so all the people that are smoking i just go stand out there like, talking get some fresh air yes. well yeah. kind of fresh air <laughs> fresh ish <laughs> right and, uh, and i i walked out to my my buddy brent and i was like dude I understand why people fucking kill themselves. Like it only took me one 30 seconds, 45 seconds of this one terrible feeling. And if think about that, and if that's lasting for days or months or weeks, how do you fight that? It's, it's hard. And everybody is so different, right? All of our brain chemistries are different. Our personalities are different. Um, Stuff that's happened to us in our lives. It's all different, right? We all have our different stories and you never know what someone's carrying with them or struggling with. But I think what ha- helps is the talking about it. You know, you need to, we need to normalize being able to have real conversations like this and to share that you had a dark moment where you walked outside and you were like, damn, like that was crazy. Um, but the important tool there is you were able to overcome it. 
you talked yourself out of it. Um, just in that process alone could give someone the light at the end of the tunnel that they needed, sure. right? Someone was able to talk themselves out of one of those deep, very heavy, uh, depressive moods. Like, hmm, I need to know more about that, you know, could help, could help someone. You never know. You're right. You know, that's a good point. The, uh, the talking out of it is more of like the, the punk rock or the metal head in me mm-hmm. where it was like, I was the depression came over a certain moment in my life, you know, it was whatever. And then it just triggered this whole emotional thing. And it was just, Oh my God, it was so bad. And then the metal head in me or the little angel on my shoulder or whatever, or devil was like, right. The devil. Fuck yeah, sure. <laughs> like Fuck <laughs> those motherfuckers. Dude, that who, why do you care what they fucking think? And I just went on with my day. It's funny. Yeah. You mentioned that. And it like sucks. Can't think of the quote right now because it was like constantly something I would say to myself, especially when my husband was in a really bad Crohn's flare up. Got mm-hmm. really scary for a while. Um, but there's this movie called The Long Kiss Goodnight with Gina Davis and Sam Jackson. Dude, where there's... she breaks the fucking in the very beginning of the movie, she breaks <laughs> that deer's neck with by yeah. grabbing the horns. Oh. It's it's one of my favorite action films, but like there's a scene where her little girl falls and breaks her leg ice skating. Mm-hmm. and she snaps into like the spy she used to be and she's like you will get up princess and you will yeah. walk right across there and like i used to say it and it's, wow. it, it was really it, it was much better the way that she actually worded it i just blanking but i used I to say to that to that myself again. all yeah. the time when i'd feel defeated and like i couldn't do anything or like i was done it's like you will get up and you will do this <laughs> and it really helped me so i love this. that's good i love where this conversation is going <laughs> you guys are fucking fantastic uh i ask everybody on the show uh after we d- we're done talking about music or whatever about the i ask people about the beyond do you guys have any ghost stories have you seen ufos do you know bigfoot <laughs> well uh that a lot of questions right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like let me go down the line um i i do not know bigfoot personally okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> i am i am open to those stories though like and kind of those like, what is it like missing? Uh, I don't know. What is it? Four, four one one, missing four one one or something like that. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the number. But anyways, Bigfoot stuff. Um, I'm very open to the idea that there is something that exists uh, that is hiding. You know, sure. in the deep in the woods somewhere. Right. You know, where not many of us go. And of right. course. How awesome would that be? It's almost like a horror thing. You know, there's something oh. lurking in the woods that we don't know about that might be there. Um, I was a big fan of like a fan of like Harry and the Hendersons. Like, oh, me too. Love, oh. love that. So, you know, that's my connection to, to Bigfoot, I think. But as far as like beyond, like going into the beyond, um, I so I work in the haunted attraction industry. So haunted houses, Halloween events. Um, I work on a marketing team that we specialize in, in those type of shows and those type of attractions all across the country. So I'm in and out of some very creepy locations pretty much year round. Um, I've got to say, and there's even some of these places that are, you know, they market themselves as they are haunted they may have ghost tours, ghost hunts, sure. paranormal investigations. Some of these places are um, definitely monetizing the aspect of the, the beyond, right? right. Um, 
I have been in a few buildings where I just get this unsettling feeling and it is, it is very uncomfortable. Um, but I was, anytime I am in Brighton Asylum, which um, spoiler alert is really just built in this old warehouse building. It was never a real asylum, but oh, okay. don't tell the public that like, don't like you can, you, your <laughs> your listeners can know, but okay. like, don't go yeah. preaching about it. But like, right, right. yeah, Brighton Asylum was never really a real asylum, but something happened on that second floor. I, I am almost 100% sure of it. Anytime we have to do any of our commercial shoots um, up there, uh, and it's called the bleeding grounds, right? That's, that's, it's this second level of this warehouse where this haunted attraction is built and you climb up these stairs and it's, it's a very old warehouse building. So yeah. creepy vibes, but, right. um, I don't like being up there and I most certainly do not like being up there alone. Right. If I have to be alone for any reason, it is fast, quick. I'm in and out. Um, there was a, there was a shoot we were doing and we were actually shooting the commercial for their paranormal investigations. That's what we were shooting. Um, and so we were in the bleeding grounds in one of the rooms, there's a few cameras, there's a few techs holding lights. There's the talent that's kind of standing on set with us holding their little devices. And yeah. we're just shooting behind the scenes. And those little devices that I really have no idea what they do. The little devices just start going off. Like they just uh, start going off. Like the and EMP, we, whatever those, yeah. Yes. Yes. And like, we weren't recording at the time. It was just kind of an in-between moment on set. We were waiting on something or someone or whatever, but like those little doodads started making noise, you know? And I look over at the owner fucking ran right the fuck out of there. <laughs> and I, and I was just kind of like, I, I look over at rich cause you know, he owns the joint. And yeah. like, if he starts getting unsettled and wanting to leave, I'm going to follow rich out. Right. Right. Yeah. So I look over and he's kind of, you know, smirking or whatever. He's really not a big deal. And I'm like, you realize these things are going off. Like, what is it that they're the, and so then they're like, let's get the cameras going. Like we can actually get them in action. And so they start filming, start recording, but I just start taking steps back because <laughs> at this point I know that I'm uncomfortable and I want to leave the room and I'm not yeah. sure what those devices are saying. And I'm imagining all the things like there's entities in the room and they're trying to uh, communicate with us or something. Right. So my mind is already taking me to that place where like, I'm freaking out. So I'm yeah. taking steps back and um, I felt something touch my shoulder uh, yep, and I screamed bloody murder, <laughs> ruined the shot by the way, because they had to edit that out. I screamed bloody murder and like ran out of the room. And I just, and people started laughing. Like they were just laughing it off. And I'm like, nothing was behind me. Um, yeah. I don't know what touched me. And then immediately I got really paranoid and I was like, was it one of you? I was like, who right. was it? Who did right. it? Cause then yeah. I'm like trying to explain it away. Like maybe it wasn't something, maybe it was just one of my friends knowing that I was scared and like, you know, maybe it was the haunt owner or something just reached around and got me but no one would own up to it. And, and after that, it is like, I knew the bleeding grounds was creepy. I knew something was going on there because my spidey senses kind of always went off when sure. I was up there in the upstairs. Yeah. And sure enough, that happened. And now I, I will never go up there alone. I just don't want to be it. I don't want to be there. Don't you know? It's creepy. 
don't nope don't like that <clears throat> yep nope, not doing that again that's when we're done <laughs> yeah i've yeah. never been one to like want to play with ghosts you know it's like i, I like laura am open as well but i'm, I'm not open. trying to play around with that like you know if there's a ouija board i'm not touching it you know <laughs> like so, no thanks i've had a couple ouija boards just because it, the thing is is I, I like the the dark and the macabre, you know. Like I, I like <laughs> I like creepy things. Um, I love that, and so I've I've had a few Ouija boards. One of them was just made by Parker Brothers, so I was naturally say Mattel that just, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It naturally makes it feel like it's not scary at all. But um, my dad, uh, when I was a little kid, my dad he got very angry at me. Because me and my stepsisters, we made a Ouija board because we wanted to play with the Ouija uh, board so bad. We wanted to have one. That's, so we that's made the, one. Yeah, that's the sketchy part. <laughs> yeah. And so my dad comes downstairs and catches us in the middle of our craft. Okay. Um, and he gets so upset and he demands that we throw it away and we have to throw it outside. Like we have to throw it away outside the house. He doesn't even want it in the house. Yeah. And then he sits us all down and he, I'm, I'm imagining he was doing this to teach us a lesson, but he told us a very creepy story about a Ouija board and him and his friend Preston, how something spooked them and they took the Ouija board and they went and they threw it away outside of Preston's house. And the next day, the Ouija board was back in Preston's room. Nope. <laughs> Yes, and I, my that's my, creepy that you said that. Yes. I have a I have a rebuttal. Continue. You have one. I, well, well no, okay, I, so let me. So I'll finish my dad's story. So my dad says, you know, like the the Ouija board came back in the house mysteriously, right? Yeah, could we explain this away that maybe you know the parents saw? Why is he throwing this away? Like this is a toy. Like let's put that back in his room. Maybe I I definitely am one to analyze things, um, and ask questions, but. It was enough to scare my dad and his friend to where the next time when they threw it away, they threw it away further away from the house, right? They took it to uh, a building, you know, somewhere, uh, an establishment, something. They didn't want to throw it away at Preston's house. And they were like, see if you can find it and put it back in our room now, spooky ghost. Like, <laughs> yeah, joke's on you. Uh -uh. Um, and the next time they walked by that area, um, that building had caught fire and was Whoa. burned down. Whoa. And so these two little kids are like looking at this and going, Ouija board's bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not ever doing that again. So who knows what happened, right? But my dad tells this very serious story to me and my stepsisters. And we were sitting there and we were like, holy crap, no Ouija boards. Right. But something in my head was like, maybe Ouija board maybe, Ouija <laughs> maybe but later okay, you know so. like maybe so I've I've had a few but I never really have tried to tried to use them they just end up being like a decoration at a Halloween party or something sure yeah um, I've had all the the Mattel ones or or whatever Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers yeah and um but we had one that was made out of wood and like someone made it nice <laughs> this is like 1997 I think it's my it doesn't matter who it was. I think it was my friend Jacob. But anyway, we're messing with it. I'm like, you're pushing it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not fucking pushing it. You know, and it, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I didn't, we didn't get a, it was moving, but the, the message wasn't 
it wasn't wasn't like, clear. Yeah, it wasn't. We, um, didn't know, it, we didn't know what it was. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. And we went and we took it and threw it away outside in the trash can. And the next fucking day, it was back in the fucking living room. Now, whether my fucking dad this... went out there was like, what's going on? But it literally, I mean, not that never happened with the Parker brothers or, or whatever stuff. It, it happened with that. Right? That's so crazy. I love that you have a similar story, too, because now I'm just even asking even more questions. Like, I mean, it could easily, yeah. like you said, it could have easily been my, like my dad just thought thinks it's all fucking stupid so he could have easily been like this shouldn't be in the trash this is still in good condition you know my sure, dad's a yeah. garage. Like, why would you maybe. throw this away <laughs> you know it, it it's funny uh there's a there's a tiktok video that i ran across one time where it's basically there were girls um from school sleeping over upstairs and they're upstairs playing with a ouija board and then the tiktok video you just see the dad downstairs with the circuit breaker open Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Or, I've seen right. This. And so he's like, he's like looking at all these breakers, and he's kind of like, you know, and you see the thing, and it's like the girls are upstairs playing with a Ouija board, and yeah. then he just takes and he flips it on and off a couple times, and yeah. all you hear are like twelve and thirteen year old girls screaming bloody murder upstairs, and I'm like, you know what? That's some really cool horror points, but like some really cool dad points right there, like scaring the kids, like yes. Maybe they were just trying to scare you too. I don't know, but yeah, yeah that's definitely this a fun is, video. Y'all, I want to. I will never stop talking to you. Like this is fantastic. <laughs> well, I gotta do my from beyond before. Yes, we hang please. Out. Yes, please. Okay, so as far as Bigfoot goes, <laughs> oh, I have Bigfoot stories too. Um, I I picked Harry and the Hendersons as the movie I chose to get my braces taken off. So I think that's a fun little point that we all oh. love that movie. I loved it so much. I sat there yes. like that was my choice. Um, I love that movie. personally no but my dad speaking of dads has lots of stories about when he was a kid and seeing bigfoot i can say my father reminds me a little bit of the dad on big fish where his stories are a little bit exaggerated sure. so i don't know but okay. um from the beyond um my mother-in-law's house used to be supposedly haunted um and i lived there on and off a few times during my husband's uh, illnesses and uh, my, his grandma said she used to, she saw it once. I don't know me though. When I lived there, it always kind of felt like something was sitting on the bed when no one else was in the room with me. So that was really freaky (laughs) Um, more than a couple times. And one time the door, mind you, some other person was living in the house too. Like this, my mother, my in-laws are really open people and have helped a lot of people. So uh, my door just swung open and I rationalized it by saying maybe there was a draft from the guy across from me's door opening and closing. You know what I mean? So those were little things like always feeling like someone sat on the bed, door opening, whatever. I can like kind of like just forget about that stuff. But (laughs) there was one night um, I used to go through very extreme lengths to get my son to sleep at night. Like he's not an easy sleeper. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I would lay in the bedroom with him, like sure. on the floor and just until he fell asleep type stuff. Right. Um, For way too long. I admit it. Like I'm a smother. I'm very attached to my kid. <laughs> like that's, that's my right. best friend. And yeah. so anyway, he's finally like almost asleep or I think he did fall asleep. 
And then as I'm about to leave the room, his train set randomly just turned the fuck on. Fuck that. I'm out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so like I shot up and tried to run out of the room and my mother-in-law just happened to be in the hall right when I was there and I just screamed so loud. So that was the only one like uh, I just felt like I couldn't justify a toy randomly turning on, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. You know maybe maybe I've, it heard, <laughs> I've heard stories like that with stuff, like especially with like those old like speak and say's. Do you remember those? Uh, like you had to dude. pull the string or yeah. something. But it was like an up-to-date technology train of his, you know? Like you'd have yeah. to switch it on for it to turn on. So I don't yeah. know. Well, <laughs> I, you know, they say energy never dies, right? And and what is energy? But The next um, day I went in there and I had a conversation with the ghost. You did? I did. I went in there and I said, I just want you to know if you are here, we mean you no harm. This is my son's room. Please leave him alone. And yeah. then nothing happened after that. So I hope. Wow. I was just like, don't mess with my baby. This is my kid's right. bedroom. It's like, That's you've right. come in my room, I guess. Maybe you've sat on the end of my bed every once in a while. I hope not. But like, don't yeah. mess with my child. <laughs> That's yeah. badass. That's like, you know. I don't know if it was weak. legit, but sure. like, I, I tried. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, that no. takes strength, though. You know, you didn't know what was going on and you kind of like speculated. You're like, listen here, dude. You're not my kid. Not going to mess with my kid. <laughs> yeah, not my kid's like room. It. Come back to my room and then I guess I'll like I wonder, continue drinking booze. I don't right. know. <laughs> like, I, it was I a wonder, rough time. <laughs> I wonder, and this is this is a great thing to to kind of think about is they're interacting with us, but do they? do they know it like okay so like if that's if it's yeah. a ghost if there, if there's really a ghost if this energy is still here if it's or if it's a, a i don't know multi-dimensional thing or whatever it is are they aware and and some yeah. of i mean with some of these stories obviously people getting scratched and things flying off the that's table. definitely different right the whole scratches and stuff that's like a different level of it that's but... poltergeist yeah yeah it's a difference between ghost and poltergeist. Or yeah. demonic but it's yeah, like a ghost entities. coming and sitting at the end of your bed or turning yeah. on the train set aware that you're there. Yeah. Is it doing Maybe this not. on purpose to say, hey, I'm here? Or is it doing it because it's just existing on its level? I think yeah. that's probably the, the second one, at least in my situation, because like my, my husband's grandparents would come every summer and live here. Yeah. Because they live in Michigan and it like it's so cold in Michigan. Yeah, that's what they would do. So like she she I don't know how many experiences she personally had, but she never like came across like it was like a dangerous thing. You know what True. I mean? So yeah. but. I think energies can get attached to like certain locations um or certain objects and things like i feel like that is something that is true so it, it might be that it's just a locational thing um it could be the right kind of energy is happening for it to be attracted to it but um i don't know i think there's a lot to learn in this whole realm of the beyond because there's really not a lot of answers um there's some questions, a lot of questions and some really scary stuff, but how do you even choose to explain that? It's difficult. Right. You know, um, I've been paranormal, uh, you know, hunting or whatever, as they call it, ghost hunting. Yeah. And I will never do that again. Um, the yeah, audio I'm, and stuff I'm a, that was, I'm about to do it. It's, uh, I got a, oh, I have a few friends that, uh, Ugh. Tracy McGinnis, the lead singer of a band called choke and Hefe from 10 ton hammer. And then, uh, Nikki, uh, tracy's girlfriend they 
I told them about the Blue Light Cemetery, which is out here in Houston. And they're like, we're going and we're yeah. videotaping it. <laughs> I'm like, it's, all right. It sounds like fun. It really does. It sounds like fun. But um, me and my friend Molly and a, and a group of people went out uh, to Goatman's Bridge, like out in Denton. Um, and there's some lore kind of like attached to that place. Like, is it true? Is it not? I don't know. But there's a story, right, about uh, the goat man and, and who it is and and why he died and everything and and why like his spirit haunts that area it's it's very interesting but um i was out there and there were creepy points and of course i got spooked and chills and different people were like oh my god it got cold all of a sudden did you feel that little things like that right Right. but it was the part when we went back to to review the audio files it was the post-production part of it that scared me the most um Yes, uh, there was on a couple of those audio files. I mean, it can only be explained as like that is that is a different kind of creature. What we heard, it was speaking a language um, that was very unfamiliar, um, but it just had this like creepy, raspy, weird, almost a little bit higher pitched voice. But it was just it was so scary. And when you hear that. And when it's not speaking speaking English and you hear it saying something, though, it is communicating, but right. it's not something that your human ears picked up. It's just wow. on the audio. Yeah, that's bad. It is front. It is <laughs> I'm running. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but hearing that, I mean, I, it every all ever all the hairs stood up. Yeah. Right, everything just kind of like. Uh, it's frightening. I will never go. I will never go again because I'm like, I can't explain that. I don't know what it was, but so I know something was there. I'm oh so yeah. And then you're like, I don't want it to follow me home. Like right. then you, you start thinking about, Oh my God, is it here? Did I don't even know. Cause you can't it could hear follow it. You home. Yeah. And no, no I'm thanks. not cool with that. Not no. about that. <laughs> like so... I said, don't like interact with the ghosts. Ghosts stay there. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Stay here. Bye-bye. Um, I've got I've got so much stuff to talk about and we're not going to do yeah. it. We're gonna, but we're going to okay. talk about it on the next one cuz uh so whether it's on your show or you guys come here for a part 2 um yeah. we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about uh, witchcraft um yes. spells the key of solomon things things of this nature Okay. I definitely messed with that stuff and then I have things that I think followed me around maybe as a child but I was without getting into it we'll just leave a cliffhanger there was some fucking freaky shit that happened in the 90s and, uh, <laughs> We should I would definitely love it. talk about it. And, so uh, we could we could all watch the craft. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, and then get on and talk about spooky witchy stuff. Spooky. So witchy stuff. are we going to still talk about the other films that we wanted to talk yeah. about as well? Because there was quite a few. I still. There's to so about. many. We have a I know. List. <laughs> all right. Cool. Uh, like, so we'll list. we'll get back to music and then music and witchcraft. So yeah. Music, <laughs> witchcraft. Talk about films. Uh, talk about scores talk about all kinds of stuff i just i've had such a great time with you ladies thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure being able to talk to you guys first of all because i feel like we've been friends forever and i know rachel you and i have been talking for years but like laura like you and me are just meeting and like i feel like we're just having like this great fucking sit down conversation and this is why i love this is why I love doing this stuff because I get to meet some of the greatest people I and told have some you. great conversations. Yeah, it's I'm so Laura's painful. biggest fan, by the way. I love her so much. Oh, so I'm oh. I'm really glad and I feel that like I'm you Rachel. guys could. You are well. What you are? You yeah. like me? <laughs> yes, of course I do. I freaking love you. You're amazing. 
And, you know, our little podcast that we have together is, is just fun. And you expand my mind and you make me better um, uh, by, you know, introducing me to new horror. And Ryan, this whole thing has been so great. I feel like we're fast friends. Um, please add me on the socials, but absolutely, I can't wait to talk to the two of you again and to get together and see where see where else we go. I loved yeah. it. This was great. I loved Aww. it too, man. This has been a great day. I'm gonna have a great yeah. rest of my day. I hope you guys have yes. a great rest of yours. Exactly. We'll uh, just uh, communicate everyone for when we can, you know, do it again. Sure, absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, that's been a great freaking episode. Uh, all links, uh, Zeno. Damn it. Why do I always want to say Zeno babes? I'm keeping that in there. Cena babes in the link below. And um, I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Later. Later.